The year is 1967. An orbiting U.S. space satellite is high above a Soviet port on the Caspian Sea, taking pictures of the shipyards far below. In one of these photographs, a very strange-looking craft is seen in the photos. One completely unexpected from the normal ship hulls commonly seen. In this photo, the U.S. has just received their first glimpse of a brand new weapon system under testing. The Soviet Union simply called it KM, or Karabi Maquette, which translates into ship prototype. When the CIA saw the KM markings, they gave it the nickname of Caspian Monster, which eventually became known as the Caspian Sea Monster. The Caspian Sea Monster was not a normal craft. For starters, it looked very like a very large aircraft. However, if it was an aircraft, then why did it have short and stubby wings? The U.S. was puzzled by the shape of the new craft. Was it a ship? Was it a new flying boat? Was it something else entirely? U.S. and Western intelligence agencies quickly began studying the shape and trying to piece together what it was. Models were created for testing of the aerodynamics and handling characteristics of the new craft. In the current design, it couldn't fly like a normal aircraft. Some engineers tried extending out the stubby wings, thinking that perhaps it wasn't a completed prototype yet. But this too didn't solve the problem. What the CIA didn't realize was that what they were seeing was not a normal aircraft. The Caspian Sea Monster was a ground and wing effect aircraft. These vessels, not quite an aircraft, yet not quite a ship, work in an entirely different way than that of a conventional aircraft. The phenomenon of ground effect had been known since the 1920s, when pilots began to notice that their fuel efficiency increased the closer they got to the runway before landing. Further testing proved that not only could it decrease drag on the aircraft in flight, if the vessel were designed to solely use this effect, it could utilize the effect for their entire duration. While not very useful over land, due in large part to changes in topography and obstacles such as trees or even tall buildings, a craft of this type could be very beneficial over a large body of water. With this in mind, the Soviets began to research the idea in a new type of craft starting in 1964. The vessel was massive. The KM had a wingspan of 37.6 meters, a length of 92 meters, and a maximum takeoff weight of 544 tons, and was designed to fly at an altitude of 5 to 10 meters, to use the ground effect. At the time, the KM was the largest aircraft in the world. To put the size in perspective, the largest ca cargo aircraft in the world currently is the AN-225 COSAC, which has a maximum takeoff weight of 640 tons. For the time period, the C-5 Galaxy could only lift 417 tons and the 747 could carry just about 300 tons. With a cruising speed of 230 knots and the ability to carry any equipment in the Soviet arsenal, including tanks, artillery, and possibly ballistic missiles. It could be a logistics dream for moving troops and equipment rapidly across large bodies of water. But it had another set of benefits that proved to be more dangerous to the West. With the low altitude that these vessels were designed to fly in, 
it made radar detection difficult, if not impossible. This is because most ground-based radars had a higher altitude for minimum detection range. Anything below might not be detected. In testing, engineers soon found out that this effect had no real limit to the size that could be created. This meant that despite the KM being so large already, it could easily be scaled up into an even larger vessel capable of hauling even more than the current design. The current design could easily handle up to nine T-62 tanks and their crews inside the cavernous cargo bay. A fleet of these could rapidly move full armor divisions faster than the U.S. could with their cargo aircraft and regular shipping methods. With all of the promise that it showed, what happened to it? Well, for starters, despite the great promise it showed over bodies of water, the Soviet Union would only have been able to use it in a few locations. Since it had to be over water, it would only be useful in trying to flank Western forces via the Baltic, Mediterranean, Pacific, or even in the Arctic Ocean. With the main fo focus being on land warfare throughout Western Europe, its promise was not seen as much of an advantage. The vessel also began to see delays and problems during the development of the KM. This delayed development passed the prototype stage. By the late 1970s, there was still only one prototype vessel. By 1980, however, the prototype suffered a fatal setback that the program wouldn't recover from. The Caspian Sea Monster, while still in testing on the Caspian Sea, crashed due to pilot error. With the aircraft now damaged and under the water, it was deemed too heavy to recover and was left there at the crash site, where it remains to this very day. After the crash, the Soviet Union tried again to make a ground effect aircraft a reality. They created the Lund class, a chronoplot. Armed with six anti-ship missiles, it was put into service with the Soviet Black Sea's fleet, where it served into the late 1990s. In 2020, it was destined for a museum when it got stuck heavy sands. The Lund stayed in that position for five months until December of 2020, when it was moved its final 20 to 30 meters to where it now sits near the town of Durband in the Russian state of Dagestan. This has been the Combat Ineffective War Room. Thank you for listening and please follow us on the podcast of your on the podcast service of your choice. Thank you. <laughs>